0: Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Happy Monday, welcome back. This week, we are going to be talking about the impact of stress on relationships. So many people are experiencing more stress than maybe they ever have in their lives. We have compounding stress right now, right? So we have the stressors that would have existed anyway. So these are things like feeling frustrated at work, having financial stress, feeling worried about maybe your children, feeling worried about your health, any of these things that happen in human life. And then we also are experiencing stressors that we haven't experienced prior to the past two years. So feeling stressed about where is the pandemic taking us? How is it going to influence my opportunities? How is it going to impact the health of the people we love? And so many other things, right? There's been political and economic distress. Something that is really important to understand in our relationships is that the stressors from the outside world can impact our relationships significantly. And that sadly, when couples don't know how to navigate the stressors of the outside world together, their relationship starts to deteriorate over time. And yet other couples might face the same exact stressors, but because they know how to navigate them together, their relationship solidifies and strengthens over time. And so this week, I want to talk with you about what that all means and how you can work with the people you love. And I said couples, but it doesn't just need to be couples. This can impact the way you navigate stress with your children, your friends, family members, your colleagues. That the way that you navigate it, the way that you respond to your stress and bringing it into the system or to the other person's stress when they bring it into the system will have a significant impact on the health of your relationship. This week, we are talking about the impact of stress on your relationship. And today, I want to talk to you about the different types of stress you might experience in your relationship. So there is stress that's outside of your relationship, and then there's stress that's inside of your relationship. Stress that's outside of your relationship are the stressors you feel that are not caused by the person you're in a relationship with. So this might be feeling stressed at school, feeling stressed with your finances, feeling stressed because of traffic, feeling stressed because something's going on with your physical health. So you're experiencing that stress outside of your relationship. Then of course there's stress that's experienced because of your relationship. You and your partner are fighting all of the time you don't respect each other, you're not getting along, you're worried you're gonna get divorced. What we're gonna be looking at is the stress outside of your relationship. Because what I found when I work with couples is that if couples are not good at navigating the stress outside of their relationship, what happens is that they get on each other's nerves, they get into fights with each other, they don't feel supported, And ultimately, their relationship starts to feel really yucky. When we experience stress outside of the relationship, the ideal is that we have a partner who helps us to soothe those feelings of stress. Unfortunately, the norm is often that the person we're in a relationship with makes us feel worse. And that's not what they want necessarily, but... The thing about stress is is that it's kind of contagious. And so if you're feeling stressed and you walk in the door and you're, you're talking about that stress, it's really likely that your friend, your partner, your colleague, your family member, whoever it is, is going to start feeling that stress in their own body. And I want to talk about two ways that they might respond to your stress. And You can think about your own experiences with this. One way is that they might respond in a way that co-regulates. This means that you express something stressful that's happened. Oh my gosh, there was so much traffic. Or I just had the worst experience at work. Everyone rolled their eyes at me when I presented my project or no one listened to me. And co-regulated response would be that even though your partner might feel your stress in their body, that they notice it. And they soothe themselves before responding to you and they do that by taking a deep breath or calming their voice down or taking it slow so they might say something like oh that sounds really hard what they just did was they recognized that what you experienced was stressful and then they responded to you in a manner that was actually helping them to soothe but is often a cue to help you soothe as well. Now, the other way that people might respond is by dysregulating. And what this means is that they notice that stress in their body, and instead of calming themselves down, they dysregulate. They roll their eyes. They say, why do you always have to bring these things up as soon as you walk in the door? They play devil's advocate, and they say something like, well, maybe your boss had a point. Or have you ever thought that if you went in a different direction to come home from work, it would it would be easier for you that maybe you wouldn't hit so much traffic? They tell you and I I told you so. I told you that you shouldn't have done it that way. Why did you do it that way? So their stress within their body isn't regulated and they give you a stressed response. And when you're stressed and someone gives you a stressed response, it's likely that you're going to get more stressed. And then what happens is that people feel as if they've been turned against, which would be that response of, oh, I told you so. Or they feel like they've been turned away from, which would be their partner saying something like, I can't take this anymore and kind of walking out of the room. And you can imagine the impact on a relationship is that ultimately you don't feel like you have that emotional bond and that safety and that security. And so what happens over time is you're going to be less likely to go to the other person with your stress. Now, a really important hallmark of a strong relationship is that you can bond in moments of pain and in moments of joy. And a moment of pain is stress. And so if you're not able to successfully bond with someone when you're feeling stressed, the relationship isn't gonna feel too good. So we wanna learn, number one, how do we within ourselves present our stress in a way where we're working really hard to regulate internally so that we're not increasing the stress of the person listening to us and we also want to take responsibility on the other end for when someone else is having a stress response which is going to happen in our relationships that we're able to recognize that there's a little bit of a contagion there and that when they walk in the door and they feel stressed that our irritated response isn't because they're a terrible person. It's because we've started to have stress hormones released in our body that we are responsible for soothing so that we can be there for that other person. Because that's the point of being in relationships, to be there for each other. So learning to co-regulate. So today, what I want you to think about is co-regulation. And I want you to think about the last time that someone talked to you about their stress. And I want you to identify what are some of the things that start happening to you. Maybe you'll say, I start to get short-fused. I start to feel irritated. I start to notice that my voice raises. And then I want you to create some sort of intention for yourself. How do you intend to react next time someone is talking to you about their stress? I intend to speak slowly. I intend to enter the conversation with curiosity before I just tell them something. I intend to take deep breaths so I can keep my voice calm and I want you to challenge yourself to enter into those experiences being a co-regulator instead of a dysregulator. We have been talking about the impact of stress on a relationship. When people are feeling stressed and the response they receive is the other person escalating that stress with them, then what happens over time is people stop turning towards each other. And we don't want that to happen on our relationships. We want to be able to turn towards each other and most of the time get a soothing, loving, warm response from the other person. Now, with that being said, the reality is, is that it's really, really, really hard when someone else is stressed especially if we're a little stressed in our lives too, to always give a soothing response. But we want to learn how to identify what it is that happens in our own bodies, what that stress response is for us, so that when someone comes to us with our stress, we can say, aha, I know what's happening to me right now. And then we can plan ahead for what we're going to do to soothe that so we can be a regulating force for the other person instead of a dysregulating force. This week, I surveyed my audience on Instagram to ask them about which types of responses make them feel more regulated and supported when they're feeling stressed and which type of responses make them feel upset. And I asked the question, Which type of response would help you to feel good to be home and supported after having a stressful day, and which type of response would increase your feelings of stress and upset? I want to share with you some of the responses that people gave. Now, here are some examples of the responses that tend to make people feel more upset, more stressed, and like they wish that they hadn't come home to talk to their partner, their family member, their friend. Oh, come on. You know the environment is like that at work. Why don't you quit already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. I had a hard day too. Why don't you just quit? You complain every day. Would you stop whining? That's just life. Forget about it. Put a smile on your face. Can you please not bring your dark cloud in here with you? Oh my gosh, you're telling the story again. You literally have nothing to complain about. I'm sure it wasn't that bad. And then a lot of people said, being ignored, ignoring me, ignoring me, dismissing me, all of those types of things, a lack of response. As you can hear in these examples, they are all examples of either someone turning against or turning away. Turning against is when we push back and we say things like, you're being dramatic. It wasn't that bad. We're not really turning towards and connecting with the person. Turning away is when we avoid or ignore. Now, I want to share with you the responses that people said would make them feel glad to be supported by that person and happy that they came home. I'm sorry that you're feeling stressed. I know work has been really hard lately. What would help? I'm sorry. Tell me more. Also, is there anything I can do to take something off your plate? I can cook dinner tonight. I can help you relax. What else could I do? I'm so sorry to hear that. Do you want to vent for a little bit? A lot of people said just a hug. That's all that I would need. Other people said things like a cuddle or a kiss. So physical affection. Other people brought up just the person wanting to discuss it. Hey, how about we unwind over dinner and you can tell me all about it? Or instead of watching TV tonight, do you want to sit down and try to figure out what to do? a lot of people suggested offers of like beverages and food. So saying something like, can I make you a tea? Can I grab you a coffee? How about I make you lunch and we'll sit down together. And then people also suggested things that are funny. So let's watch an episode of the Simpsons. Do you want to sit down and watch our favorite comedy together? All of these are examples of turning towards. Turning towards means that we hear somebody is making a bid for connection, they're having a good time or a tough time, and they want us to see it, and they want us to respond to it. And in that, they respond to it by instead of shutting it down or ignoring it, actually reaching towards it. And so the examples that people gave were all examples of reaching towards it. They were reaching towards the reality. I see it's a reality you're having a hard time. Let me make you some tea. I see it's a reality you're having a hard time. Let me give you a hug. I see it's a reality. You're having a hard time. Let's talk about it. And so when somebody is stressed, I think the moral of the story is that we need to recognize the reality and turn towards that reality and tend to it instead of discounting it and dismissing it. This week, I have been talking about the impact of stress on relationships and how we really want to learn how we can co regulate with people when they're feeling stressed instead of dysregulating with them. Yesterday, I gave you some examples from people that I polled on what feels like a co regulating response versus a dysregulating response. And overwhelmingly, people said when I'm turned towards, when People reach out and give me a hug when they want to talk about it, when they tell me they're sorry. And they said that the thing that dysregulates them is when they're turned against or turned away from, when I'm ignored, when people tell me it's not a big deal, they tell me I'm being dramatic. So we want to learn how do we turn towards the reality of the person's stress. And that's really hard to do if their stress makes us feel stressed too. And so the homework that I've given you so far this week is to think about What usually gets dysregulated and activated within you when someone else is stressed and what can you focus on to bring yourself down so that you can stay in a calm state when someone else is experiencing stress? Now, in our relationships, we have to have a relational awareness, which means that it's not only the job of our friend or our partner or our family member to learn how to be good co-regulators when we're discussing our stress. It's also our personal responsibility to learn how to regulate. And that is really hard. When we are stressed, we have stress hormones. They're raging through our body. A whole bunch of really natural human responses to stress happen. These responses can make us short, irritable. They can make us unaware of what other people might be experiencing. They can make us hyper-focused. So that we're not able to see the big picture and we keep talking about our stress again and again and again. And all of that's real. And as adults in relationships, our job is to recognize what happens to us when we're stressed and to understand how it might impact others and to work on how do we still share our stress with others because that's important. How do we still let others know what's going on for us, reach out for help, vent, get support and reduce our impact on others at the same time and that's the hard thing about relationships is that it's this and that we have to work on if we don't work on the and what happens is that we either say well I don't want to impact anybody so I'm not going to share it all or we say well I'm the stressed one I don't care how it impacts them and we share 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 we don't think about the other people we need to think about both You are important and so is the other person. It's important that when you're stressed, you have people there to support you. And it's also important that they don't have to carry that all day long. It's important that when the people you love are stressed, that they can come to you. And it's important that you don't have to carry it all day long. So now your second challenge, the first challenge is for you to recognize What happens when people are sharing their stress with me and how can I keep myself in a calm body so that I can co-regulate? Your other challenge is to think back to a time when you were last stressed and to be very honest with yourself about what happens to you when you're stressed and how that impacts other people. Now, when I'm stressed, I become snappy and I don't even become only snappy around the issue that I'm stressed about. I get short throughout the entire day and I become more critical and I'm not fun to be around. I get short. I know this about myself. And so something that I've been consciously working on in order to combat that is to slow down. When I'm stressed, what I do now is before I say something, that I'm irritated about, I take a moment and I say, I'm gonna think about that for five minutes before I say it. I take a deep breath. I tell the other person, I'm really stressed, so I might be short today. All of these things actually help me to counteract it and make me less likely to do it. And so, again, this is your relational awareness, your homework is to notice what happens when others are stressed around you and to work to regulate that response so you can help them to navigate their stress. And it's also to recognize what happens to you when you're stressed so that you can then make sure that you're not impacting others too negatively when you're stressed. You're not going to be able to not impact them at all, but we want to reduce our impact. This week, we have been talking about the impact of outside stressors, so the things that are not the result of our relationship, traffic, work, health, all of those things, but still impact our relationships. And we've talked about how when we bring our stress to other people, it's likely that they're gonna feel that in their own bodies, and they're either gonna dysregulate or co-regulate with us. And I gave you a challenge to think about What happens to you when people bring their stress to you? And what can you do to maintain a calm body when you're listening to someone else's stress? We also talked about how it's the responsibility of all of us in relationships to recognize how our stress might impact others and to make sure that we still know how to share our stress and seek support while also recognizing that we might need to learn how to regulate, soothe, and reduce impact. Today, I want to share with you a listener question that is super common when it comes to this topic. And the question is, Dear Liz, I understand that it's really important for me to be there for my partner when they are stressed. However, my partner complains about the same thing again and again and again, and it makes our house really difficult to be in when they're always feeling stressed, irritable, and angry. I'm at the end of my views with them, and it is really hard for me to continue to be supportive and understanding. What can I do? First of all, we've all been there, and I totally get it. I myself have had friends, family members who have been at a period of time in their life where it seems like the only thing they talk about is stress and it can be really really hard to maintain that co-regulation. Actually probably almost impossible, right? Cuz we can't do that chronically. If somebody's just talking about their stress 24 hours a day, who, it's going to take a lot of deep breathing to stay with them in that. And if the relationship's really important to us and we want to continue it, we have to figure out what do we do so that we can protect ourselves from chronic stress while also still being a calming force the other person. And that's where this like relational awareness and these relational capacities that we talk about all the time on this podcast come into play. How can you have differentiation enough to see their stress and to not absorb it all and connection enough to be able to still be supportive, loving, validating, all of those types of things. And the thing that comes to mind is boundaries, right? What can we say to a partner who is chronically stressed while still turning towards them? You might remember this week we talked about the thing that we don't want to do is turn against or turn away. What we do want to do is turn towards. But we can do that by still protecting ourselves. What that might sound like and this example is saying something like, whew, there's that co-regulation, right? We're still regulating our bodies. Whew, honey, I know that work is so stressful. I'm on your side with this. And honestly, I'm open to talking about it. We can talk about it every day. And, so not but, and, and... I want to share with you what's been happening for me. And here comes that I've noticed, I'm feeling, I need, that we talk about a lot on this podcast. I've noticed that if we don't find a way to just talk about stress during a particular time, or I've noticed if we talk about it in the morning, or I've noticed if we talk about it at night, I start to feel really stressed and overwhelmed. And what I need is for us to think of a way to talk about it where we're able to really explore what's happening for you, where I can really support you. And also, I can look forward to protected time for us to talk about other things, for us to experience joy, for us to look at what's really good. So I've noticed, I feel I need. Again, the formula, if you need to set the boundary, but you still want to turn towards the person, is being able to empathize. I know, honey, I know work is really hard. I want to be here for you. And then set that limit with, I've noticed, I feel I need. If you set that limit, what you can then do during that protected time for stress is you can say, and this is what I tell my couples, let's spend, seriously, let's spend 20 minutes every night. Let's sit down after dinner and I really want to hear what's going on for you. And I want to give you the floor and I want to talk about it. And we'll do what John Gottman calls the stress-reducing conversation. And in that conversation, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to grab my cup of tea. I'm going to really be here for you. I'm going to be curious. I want to hear what you're thinking, what's making this hard. If you want solutions, I can give them to you, or I can just listen to you vent, but I'll be there for you. And then afterwards, after this protected time for stress, let's have some protected time for something else. And I want you to come up with that with that other person. So if this is your partner, you might say, after we talk about stress, do you think we could go for a walk with the dog? Or can we make sure that we watch our episodes of The Office together? So I'm going to give you some of that stress time, and I want you to give me some of that time for us to be playful. I'm Liz Shaw and I'm the author of I Want This to Work. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love hearing from you, so please leave a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.